Welcome into another episode of the Leftovers Podcast. Derek Kramer. Frank R. Curry. And I think we just had a flag thrown on us. <laughs> oh, yo, yo, that was so... Okay, Frank, I've got, a, I've got a question for you, okay? I might have an answer. What is more likely to happen first? Jeff Skinner scoring a goal or Walt Coleman throwing a flag? Uh, I'll take the flag. <laughs> because that seems to happen like every minute. That's true. 23, 23 flags yesterday. That's ridiculous. That game was just ugh. ugly. It was fine at first. And then the third quarter happened where a flag was thrown probably every other play. And I'm ready to just tear my hair out at that point. But that's not the biggest takeaway from that game. It's one of the takeaways of that game was, oh my God, Walt Coleman made everyone want to scream. Yeah. And that man needs to retire. Yeah. And I know he and his crew are not getting a playoff game. That's for damn sure. God, no. Walt Coleman. Yeah. Josh Allen does some pretty nice things yesterday, and I'm going after Walt Coleman first. That's how bad it was. That's how egregious it was. That's how stupid that game was. Hey, the Bills won a game. That said, Jaguars. Suck. On these stuff (laughs) (laughs) well we saw the repercussions from losing yesterday nathaniel hackett fired because he was the problem yes because he's the problem because no it's not the quarterback's problem no it's not because blake bortles can't throw a five-yard hitch route or throw a slant pass in stride so that the receiver doesn't have to deflect it to a defender no Oh, also, it's totally his fault that he he went up and said, all right, yo, Fournette, you're on the sidelines. Go take that Shaq Lawson guy and try to punch him in the helmet. Well, that was Fournette's brain saying that to him. Hi, it me, being sarcastic. I know. That's the joke, Frank. I yes. Because you see, secretly it was Matt Hackett's call. Oh uh, yeah. Hackett. Whoops. Yeah. I'm Matt Hackett. The, I'm mixing up the goaltender with the offensive coordinator. Both, ah, same guy. Don't both worry. Both of whom sucked in Buffalo. Ah, they don't worry. Same person. Yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was uh, it was a fairly interesting, weird game. Nathaniel Hackett getting fired and Doug Marone just showing everyone why. He is once again a spineless. Is there jerk. is there gonna be any repercussions from the like to Fournette? Oh yeah, like he came does he off get, the sideline yeah, to punch like, someone? I would imagine he's gonna get fined, but does he get suspended? He might. What's the, what's the difference to the Jaguars though? It's true. It's already a lost season. That and Fournette. Missing. Has barely played He's barely this year. Barely played this year. So, yeah. what's the real difference? This was his what, like fifth game? Yeah, fifth game of the year. Yeah, we're in week eleven. So, no, there was plenty of things to take away from this game, and it's so it was so crazy and maddening that you don't know where to start almost. But I think it should start with the number one the number one quarterback in Buffalo, with Josh Allen. It should start there. It did oh, yeah. with us. But it should. Josh Allen, if you look at the box score, 
it shows a very subpar game against a good defense in Jacksonville. Nine of eighteen, I think, one hundred and eighty yards, a touchdown, and then he rushed for ninety nine. Eight of nineteen. Was eight of nineteen? I thought it was nine of eighteen. It was eight of nineteen. He was a sub fifty percent completion percentage. I thought it was. I thought it was right at fifty. Nope. Yeah, yeah, it was eight of nineteen. Yeah, you had your eight and your nine. Yeah. I, I swear I saw it as nice. Frank's not dyslexic. He's just no. an idiot. Don't worry, people. <laughs> no, it, it, it's just something that happens. Uh, but yeah, no, he was 8 of 19 in that game. So if you look at the box score, it's like, okay, not very impressive. You got the win, but what else did you do? Oh, you ran for 99 yards. Okay. Interesting. Neat. And he had a touchdown. And he had a touchdown there. He had a touchdown in the air. Yep. Josh Allen, to start the game in the first quarter, was 4 of 5 for 125 in that touchdown. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're looking at Josh Allen playing that first quarter, you're like, all right. Oh, is- he's, maybe he's learned. Maybe he's progressing. The Bills were up 14 nothing, and you're just looking at this game going, Whoa. are they about to be in another blowout? Are they about to kick someone else's ass? Yeah. Turns out that wasn't going to be the case. No. But it wasn't Josh Allen's fault that the Jaguars caught up because Allen, despite the box score, looked a lot better than 8 of 19 for Dan. I sure. thought he was very good. I really wasn't. I impressed. thought he was good. Not very good, but he was good. Yeah. He was good. If that were to prorate, if some of the receivers, for example, caught passes, he's mm-hmm. easily over 200 yards in that game. Yes. And if you get, what, 220 and a touchdown and 100 yards rushing and a touchdown? You look at that game and you go, all day, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Deontay Thompson, for example, if he catches that deep ball from Josh Allen, you're looking at a completely different box score. I think Robert Foster had a one broken up that he could have had as well. Yep. That was like in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. That's another one. But those are two plays right there. Yeah. There's they, two plays right there. There were two plays on third down on one drive. That Allen converted on, but still ended up in third and 25 because they were consecutively completed for first downs, Mm -hmm. yet called back on penalties. Yes. The second one more impressive than the first because, well, you already just got backed up 10 yards from your original third down play. Yep. What's he do? Takes the time, patience, patience. Loads up, proper throwing technique, bam. It's a strike to Isaiah McKenzie for what should have been a first down. Mm Mm-hmm. However, Russell Bodine, I don't know what you were complaining about to the ref. Your hand was in that man's face mask. Yeah. Necessary penalty? Probably. Calais Campbell's terrifying. Yes. But it was a penalty. Penalty no- nonetheless. But yeah, I agree. I thought Allen I thought Allen looked good. Um Maybe we're maybe we're seeing the signs of progression out of him now. Maybe we're seeing what he was saying. And now yeah, now, as he said, but when before he got hurt in Houston, that the game started to slow down around him. Yep. Now you're. I want to see that. You're starting to see. You started to see that yesterday. Now let's see it next week. Let's see if it can continue. Now let's see it against a defense that doesn't have as elite of a pass rush. Yeah. Let's see it against a team that you can beat. Yeah. Let's see it against a team that well, they have some flaws on their team on their defense, that can be exploited. Jacksonville's not easy to beat. Even as with an offense. How... What did Josh Allen do? 
put together three very good drives. Four yep. very good drives, I should say. Well, three. The field goal was not a very good drive. It was just – it was threatening still. Despite, they still almost got in the end zone. Despite having a lost year for the Jags, they're still one of the best defenses in football. Yeah, because, again, it's not the defense's fault, for example, no, no. that Blake Bortles can't throw a five-yard hitch. And Nathaniel Hackett's the reason for that. Apparently. That said, like Josh Allen, like there were still some misfires. There was a screen pass yeah. in the back, like right behind the uh, line of scrimmage. You got to hit that, baby. Like you're gonna, you got to hit that, Russ. You're you got to hit that. But I think at the same time, though, it, sh- it it that even those kind of plays still show. Well, yeah, he he's not. He's not it's perfect. not all there yet. It's not but, all there. But there's signs that it's coming. It's it's there's progression and. May very well be by week 16, week 17, that five-yard slant, he's going to hit it perfectly. And by the time offseason comes around and OTAs comes around, he's working all. He's going to work all offseason. I wonder if he's going to work with uh, any other I think like outside coaches on his mechanics or anything heading into the, the offseason. And then by the time OTAs comes around, you know, post-draft – he could be hitting any any of those plays. You forgot something else in there. By the time OTAs and training camp rolls around next year, yeah. he's going to have a better offensive line. Yeah, He's going to have better wide receivers. Yeah, Because more times than not, you can't get any worse than this team. So there's a lot of promise. Let's see, let's see what he does with this group, though, with the next step. Mm-hmm. I'm liking what I'm seeing here. It was the biggest word is it was promising. It showed what he can do. And again, he said maybe sitting out, having to sit out was a blessing in disguise. And I could not have agreed more. Frank, how many times did I say it at the start of the year? Sit him. Sit him. Sit him. Sit him. Sit him. Don't put him in right away. Peterman could not afford you the luxury anymore. So you had to play him. Because the last thing you were going to be able to do is say, yeah, we lost 48-3, to but Nathan Peterman gives us our best chance to win. <laughs> that gross mishandling led to Josh Allen being raw, being really kind of just the same guy he was at Wyoming. You didn't see any real development. You didn't see anything about what he should be doing, what he needs to learn from other players. Because what the hell are you going to learn from Nathan Peterman? He's just as young as you are. It really just is. We're seeing what Josh Allen could. What he could become. And it's interesting to note that that's how it can go. If, if you can do that in what is, what, your fifth start of the season? Sixth start. Sixth start. Six. He's three start. and three as a starter. Three and three as a starter. That's accounted for all but one of your wins. Probably would have beat Jacksonville. I mean, probably would have beat the Jets the way that they were. Yeah. Matt Barkley beat the Jets. Matt Barkley beat down the Jets. Yeah. There's a difference. But Allen could have won that game too. Why the Jets weren't doing anything? It's probably closer though. But. There's something, though, interestingly enough, that we need to take away from that game. All of a sudden, Bill season, now that Allen's back, that 
season now doesn't seem like it's gone. It's just it's interesting now. You're not you're not looking at Steam and thinking they can make the playoffs. No. But Oh, Francis. I know they're still in the we hunt. We made it back to the in the hunt. They're graphic. still in the hunt. Hello, darkness, yes, my, my old friend. <laughs> but you at least net you you have a reason to watch. You're not going into the Bills game and thinking, ugh, I'm not watching this. Matt Barkley's a quarterback. Nate Peterman's a quarterback. Derek Anderson's a quarterback. Like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna watch this game because I want to see Josh Allen. It's been like that all year. It, it had. It it's has supposed to be what it that that's supposed to be what the angle was gonna be all. But year. now that but now coming off a game where yes, the box score doesn't really say it, but when you truly really watch the game, you're like, and you're thinking he looked impressive. Now I'm invested to see can he do it again next week and maybe even take another step forward. Let's see you beat Miami with your Yes. Own. Come on. Like, let's go. My expectation for him was don't throw up all over yourself against Jacksonville. Yep. I want that. Like, I expect that out of you right now. Like, that's not easy to ask out of a rookie quarterback. It's not. And, and he didn't. And not only did he not, he actually looked promising. He yep. looked good. He Think did. about this. Think about this. He may have been 8 of 19. No turnovers. No turnovers. Had one, he had one that was called on a uh, illegal contact penalty. Yeah, where Ramsey shoves, shoved uh, McKenzie. McKenzie out of bounds. Or Foster, some one of them. Yeah, it was Foster. Excuse me. It was Foster. Shoves Foster right out of bounds. Allen goes to throw to him, and Foster had kind of given up on the route because if he catches it, it's a penalty. Like, once you're put out of bounds, there's nothing you can do until someone else tips or... Catches. Acquires the yeah. ball. Yeah. And at that point, what use are you anyway? You're just a tackler at that point. So he knows he can't catch that ball, and he's looking to the ref going, I thought that rule was changed, that you can't just blast a player out of bounds. And that flag was eventually thrown. Yep. We'll get to Jalen Ramsey in a bit as well. But, you know, yeah, Ramsey comes up with the pick, but he did it in a rather illegal way. So it gets But that was back. also the only pass... With a threat to be picked. Yeah. There wasn't even a close call with him. How many of those did we see with Bortles? Let alone the two that actually happened. Huh. Too many. Whereas with Allen, you didn't really see any of those high danger throws that could have gone the other way. Mm-hmm. Hell, with Barkley, you saw it against the Jets. Two passes should have been picked and they were dropped. Yeah. Allen, you didn't see any of those plays. You didn't see a lot of the gun shyness, but he was still going after it. And then, of course, there's that bomb to Robert Foster from 75 yards Ugh. where the pocket collapses on him. And I he steps up. I still don't know how he got that ball off with the right, not only to get the ball off, but to have the proper trajectory yeah. and velocity so that Robert Foster has it all alone. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the other thing. Foster didn't come back to this ball. He no. was still catching it in stride. Yeah, that, that was a stride catch. That was in stride, downfield, Yeah, on point. After he beat the safety, Barry Church. And it was a great play call, by the way. Yeah. It was three, it was great it was play. three deep. Yep. And Jalen Ramsey has his responsibility on the field right now. He does not know that this deep crossing route is happening because Zay Jones has parked himself in front mm-hmm. of Ramsey. That is his official man. 
Barry Church has to continue on seeing what Ramsey's doing. Yes, eventually, like in the end, that is technically Ramsey's deep zone. But Ramsey doesn't know the play call. He doesn't know what's actually going to be on the route tree on that play. It's a great play call. So for those of you that say Brian Dable should be getting fired, let's calm your jets on that, shall we? The man has become more innovative with a little more speed in the lineup. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Neat. It's like you need not lumbering receivers all over the damn place. Yeah. So you saw some nice play calls from Brian Dable. You saw a lot of nice route concepts that were utilized properly. Yes, Allen completed eight passes, I know. But there were two that really were fantastic that did not count. Mm-hmm. There were two passes that should have been hauled in. Yep. There was that deep ball to Deontay Thompson, and then there was also another one, a deeper strike. I think Andre Holmes was the one this one goes through the hands of. But he fires a bullet to the sideline. Yes, I remember this one. And I think it was Holmes. And it goes through the hands of, I think, Andre Holmes on that play. It's a tough ball to catch, but it hits his hands. Mm -hmm. And trust me, you're going to need some better receivers in order to make that pass actually get completed. You're going to need some more pure hands catchers. Mm -hmm. Like that third down play that gets called back, the pass to McKenzie, the second one, the second called back one, McKenzie catches that thing with his body. Yeah. And it almost gets away. As a matter of fact, an inch lower, McKenzie's not catching that ball because it goes through his arms, yeah. and that would have hit him in a certain area that uh, would make a grown man cry. <laughs> With that kind of speed, With I would have cried for him. I would have cried for him. He would have been crying. I would have cried for him. Yeah. This is a solid game from him. I say solid. I will not say spectacular. Do I think he takes off out of the pocket too much? Yes. But is he taking what the defense gives him? Technically. Yeah. Like, what's the difference between that and uh, hitting the receiver on a four-yard crossing route, shallow crosser? Well, for one thing, you know Allen's going to get there by himself. And the ball doesn't have to travel anywhere in the air. There's less chance of a drop. There's less chance of the ball just being misthrown. It's just four yards. Do I want my quarterback getting hit? No. But Josh Allen's injury also happened straight up from the pocket. I feel like there's a bit of a myth about running quarterbacks that get hurt more often. Mm. Because those running quarterbacks that get injured... It tends to happen in the pocket. Yeah. Like Deshaun Watson's injury happened at practice on a drop back. Yep. In one of the most bizarre injuries you will ever see. Yeah, Carson Wentz, he was the one that, you know, diving for the end zone, his knee eventually gets hit, and that's how that one gets injured. Yep. Josh Allen, he gets hit in the elbow after throwing a pass. I just think it's kind of overblown. Yeah, you get subject to more hits, but at the same time, with a linebacker's frame, I think Josh Allen can handle it. Running quarterbacks also tend to 
a lot of them tend to also put themselves in situations where they're not going to get hit even when they're running. That's why they, because they always slide. And that'll immediately end the play. Yeah. There's a lot to it. And again, you know, Josh but Allen. rarely, rarely you get the, the running quarterbacks who are bigger. So Allen, and then you have Cam Newton. Yeah. Pretty interesting how those ones, it's just, it's just those guys. Yeah. But I would say at the end of the day, Frank, he didn't look like trash. That's for damn No, sure. I was impressed by him. He didn't look like trash. I saw what I saw was progression and, as you said, promise. That that was supposed to be a transition. Yeah. He didn't look like trash, Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> as a matter of fact, Jalen Ramsey got beat on a play by Calvin Benjamin. He did. And then committed a penalty. While trying to tackle Calvin Benjamin. While trying to tackle Calvin Benjamin. <laughs> Let's be real. Trying to tackle a 6'5 receiver is never always going to be not easy. easy. It's not so easy, no. I'm not going to trash Jalen Ramsey. I mean, Jalen Ramsey is not the problem. Yeah, he kind of did it to himself. It's not even that he did it to himself. Karma is... It's not uh, even that it's karma. I know. Trash talking is fun. It really is. It, it is. gets fans involved as well. Like, there was a Ramsey sucks chant going on. Like, it, it's There was fun. that one sign of uh, Ramsey's trash is Buffalo's treasure. Yes. And, and like, I had a picture again, of Allen coming out of a treasure chest. And again, trash talking is fun. Funny. It gets yeah. fans going. It gets things yeah. going here. It helps it makes things. Pots. It makes things interesting. But I think Jalen Ramsey now knows the word, the meaning of the word irony. Yeah. The three quarterbacks that he put on blast in particular that he's faced this year were Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger, and Josh Allen. His combined record against all those quarterbacks is 0-3. Yeah. With a chance to go 0-4 next week. <laughs> Let's be real. The reason I say the irony thing here is this. It's not because he got beat by the players that he bashed on. No. I think, you listen to his post-game comments, he's starting to realize you can't call somebody trash and realize that you have Blake Bortles in your locker room. Yeah. <laughs> He's starting to slowly get it that, yes, yeah. he can trash talk those guys. But the biggest problem that he has is if those three are trash, what the hell is Blake Bortles? Yeah. And you better bet that if Bortles is shown the gate in Jacksonville, we will hear comments from Jalen Ramsey. Oh, yeah. Because if he has to face Blake Bortles... It might come out that he's trash. Could you could you imagine? Imagine this. I'm not even Frank. I don't. No, no, you no. don't even need to ask me that. I just said it. It's a, it's it's in no, my no, head. No, it's no. I've already imagined it. It's over. The thought's there. <laughs> no, Blake Bortles revenge game. Blake Bortles is not good enough to be considered for that. But let's just say. Like how Brock Osweiler on t- was supposed yes. to have a revenge game. Brock Osweiler is not good enough for that. Yet you wanted that when Miami faced Houston. I you called it. for it. I called for it, but I, it, you know the term revenge game can also You literally still mean. picked Miami in pickums. I did? Yes. Did I? Yes. Did I? Yes. I don't remember this. I don't remember how long ago it was. I don't remember this. I'm not doubting you, but I don't remember this. I don't remember how long it was. I think it was like maybe week nine or week You're 10. right. It was a Thursday night game. Yeah. 
And I still forgot I picked him that week. You know what? I'm sticking to it. Blake Bortles it was is not good eight. enough. It was week eight. I'm sticking to it. Blake Bortles is not good enough for a revenge game. But just watch. He Blake. goes he he gets cut by the Jags in the offseason, signs with the team as a backup. They play Jacksonville that year for whoever reason how the schedule is made up. And he has to start the game because because either something ha- probably something happened with the starting quarterback, whichever team he's with. Blake Bortles revenge game. Well, the term revenge game could still just mean your quarterback is bad. He just has a chance to face his old team. I want to see it. It'd be hilarious. I want to see it and want to see that the revenge game is a lie. Oh, it would be a lie because you see all the comments coming out about Bortles, about Bortles from Ramsey, and then he proceeds to pick six them. Yeah, because Blake Bortles isn't smart enough to avoid a good corner. That'll happen. But, of course, there is something else about this game. I never would have thought that a petty war from Levi Wallace would have started that. The brawl. First off, can I say I applaud Levi Wallace for staying with it? Yeah. Levi Wallace was just like, no, this is my ball. I have this ball. Yes, Ty goes to the receiver, unfortunately, but he thought he had the football. He thought it was never a tie. So what did he do? He just decided he's holding on to it. It's my ball. I'm not letting go. I'm not going to do it. I'm not letting go. I'm just holding on to this football, and you're not going to be able to take it from me. He's committed to the play. He's just being petty at this point. That too. Which is awesome. Yeah. It, It is pretty awesome. But what happens then? Well, some pushing, some shoving. And then Fournette comes in, and the first flag is thrown when he But that was also because, uh, so the play was Wallace was trying to get the ball with, uh, was it Moncrief? It was, I thought it was, yeah, it was Dante Moncrief. And then Micah Hyde was like in, was like there. He was like standing over them. And then another Jacksonville player just came in and just shoved Hyde. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who was not involved, by the way. Yeah. Who wasn't involved. (laughs) That was how, but that was how it started. And then Hyde goes, hey, what what do you do? Why me? Yeah. And and then just (laughs) chaos. And then it's just, it just devolved very quickly. McDermott gets bloodied in it. Um, was it him that got bloodied, or because I know that there was blood on his shirt? He got his hand got cut. Oh, his hand. Okay. Yes. He said, like, even he still doesn't know if all of the blood on his hoodie was his. I, I have a feeling some of it. it some it of might it was not all the players. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it had to then. <laughs> it was just, and then of course, there were no like I'm like, why aren't there any flags being thrown yet? Oh, there's one. Because the minute I saw Fournette cock back that right hand, I'm like. Yep, there is going to be a penalty. Yep. And Shaq Lawson decided, well, I'm going to trade off here. Yeah. No, what he really thought was, bro, you're not doing that. Yeah. Rips off Fournette's helmet, puts him in a headlock, and that's that. Yeah. By the way, great headlock, Shaq Lawson. Good work. I approve of that headlock. That was a good headlock. (laughs) (laughs) As someone who has been in headlocks before. As someone who may or may not have been um, enforcing headlocks and have been in headlocks themselves. Like, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> that was a good headlock. 10 out of 10. And 
TJ Luckman, one of our producers, mostly known, better known, I should say, as the guy running the board for Sabres games. TJ sent out a great tweet saying, Shaq Lawson died for this. <laughs> we didn't know That's what that meant tweet. at the time. This was not an inch. Like, this was hell, chaos. And what happens is, well, Moncrie's butt is down at the one. Flag fest continues. Yep. A false start, a holding, and then the sack by Kyle Williams on third down. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, wow, they actually held him off. They're mm-hmm. going to hold him to a field goal. And then they missed the field goal. <laughs> I know there's people uh. that say that momentum swings aren't real. And those people do have somewhat of a point. But when you play in a game of any sort, confidence will go down. Confidence trickles down. Because everyone is still a human being at the end of the day. Yep. These aren't machines. Yep. These are people. And when they miss that field goal, you're just like, you got to be kidding me. That's probably it's probably what the psyche is. It's like, seriously, if that call wasn't re- reviewed and overturned and his butt wasn't down at the one, we'd have the lead. Mm-hmm. So what happens after that? Josh Allen throws probably his second most impressive ball of the day on a deep strike to Robert Foster. Mm-hmm. Yep. But because the game had gotten chippy, what else is tagged onto that? Barry Church hits him right in the head. Turning what was a gain, a large gain to the 30 that flipped the field already, put them in the red zone. And that's where it ended. Because that's where the Bills took the lead for good. Yeah. They would add the field goal. That would eventually be the difference. But they took the lead for good on the play after that. The next play. So don't tell me that emotions are not part of the game. Don't tell me that momentum swings can't be real. They can be. Are they as prevalent? No. No. It depends. It always, it's circumstance. It's circumstance. And sometimes something as deflating as not scoring when you're on the one yard line. Yeah. Can do that. Yeah. And then, and then as I said earlier too, confidence trickles down. That offense, that Allen sees that. Sees the defense stop Jacksonville on the one yard line. And then he's and a that part proceeds of it. to miss the field goal. And then he's a part of it. You want to know why? Yeah. He's always up there yelling. Yeah. Like let's let's bleep and go. And these things are real. And they then still you, are. And yeah, and then other players start to see that and think, we can win this. Let's go. Let's follow. It seemed it's almost starting to look like when it comes with Allen, you know, we saw he looked, we saw how he looked good yesterday. He's, he's get he's got the locker room. I feel like confidence in a locker room and morale is more hockey related than it is with football. Um, I really do still truly believe that. Like if these, mm-hmm. th- these sorts of things were to be more prevalent, I would say that they're more prevalent on a rink than they are on a field. That said, that was very real that we saw yesterday. Yeah. I'm not saying that the Bills are going to like be able to change this season around because no. of hashtag culture. 
No. I'm not saying that the Bills are actually good. I am not saying that the Bills' offense doesn't need improvement because they actually rank 24 on the Jaguars. What I am going to say, though, is Shaq Lawson died for this. <laughs> TJ was a prophet, and we didn't know it. This is true. And now, finally, the last thing I will say on that. How bafflingly stupid was it? I saw it coming on the TV broadcast. So yeah. they didn't show both of the players going into the locker room at the same time yet. But as Lawson's about to head off, I'm thinking to myself, oh my, because they show the picture of Fournette walking yeah. toward the tunnel. And then they show Lawson walking. I'm like, oh my God, are they going to get there at the same time? And then what do we get? Wide shot. Lawson. Fournette. Lawson wants round two. Let's round go. Round two, baby. And do you notice that Leonard Fournette is not nearly as bold when he has his helmet off? Right. <laughs> and Shaq Lawson's like, you get over here. Me and disrespected me. You want some of this? Let's meet at the flagpole, 12 o'clock. Let's go, son. <laughs> and Fournette was like, nah, man, I'm good. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm good. He's still talking. Yep. But he's, in the end, his actions are saying, I'm good. <laughs> Lawson was ready to meet out at the flagpole. Yeah, he was. Lawson was ready to meet out at the, like, the car that's parked out front in the one bill's drive. You know, like how they prop a car up there or something to sponsor a car or something? Yep. Like, he was ready to meet at that car and ready yeah. to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Lawson was ready to go again. <laughs> and it just like I knew how I knew what was happening. I'm like, are they really gonna get there at the same? Oh my god, they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, thinking, you know, I remember I remember I remember seeing a video. I remember about, seeing a video of that I'm too. About how bad of an idea is this? Like, you gotta be able to like Get the guy there for a second, you know, stay calm, everything like that. Or the Bills need a better setup because all the players come in and out of the same tunnel. Okay. Yeah. Because there are there are plenty of stadiums where they just go their separate ways and they never see each other again if they're ejected. This was not one of those cases for a reason. <laughs> the Bills have one setup, one tunnel, in and out. And they both got there at the same time. It was hilariously stupid. It was great. Do and you... Before we move on, yeah. the last thing on fights. I oh. forgot. I need to say this. I want to say this. I will always say this. I'm sorry, but if you swing a punch in a fight as a football player, you're an idiot. Right. I didn't see Lawson swing a punch, so I'm not going to call him an idiot. What if Leonard Fournette broke his hand on Jack Lawson's helmet? Why do you swing at people's faces when they have a helmet on? Holy crap. I never understood this. I will never understand this. It is mind-bafflingly stupid. Because. What happens? Yes, I get it. Emotions. You want to know what you emotions. should do? Emotions. Punch them below the belt. You've got a less chance of breaking your hand because there's more of a chance that they're not wearing a cup than they are wearing a helmet. <laughs> and then... Uh, the damage done from that. I'd rather take my chances hitting someone in the in the stomach. There's no padding there. Hit them below the belt. You're a bot like you could box. Try to get a rib. Yeah. Get a McRib. They're available for a limited time. <laughs> we're, we're not sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> I don't even know if it's actually back. It's just a joke. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Instead of probably breaking your hand on a helmet. 
At least with hockey fights, the face is exposed. There's not people punching each other the with a bare fist exposed. at a full cage. Yeah, at least the There's cheeks. There's a chin there. The cheeks are exposed. The face is exposed. The jaw is there. Yeah. Like you have something some you can hit. You have something to punch. Yes. It's so stupid. Okay. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's dumb. All right. You want to do pickums? Speaking of dumb. <laughs> So I have an update on our total pickums throughout the season. Before you do that, yeah, can I offer a statement on the pickums? What? This is the dumbest idea of something that continuously happens every week on a segment. Because we look stupid every week, except for the one week that I didn't. So here's the thing: we didn't look stupid for once. So you didn't look stupid for once. Week 12. So we have the Monday night game tonight. I, I've won this week already. Yay. I have three wrong. Again. Can, you can have we, four. Can we just not do this, though? You, have, you had four wrong this week. I don't care. Okay. We haven't had so here's six, the thing. We didn't have for 16 this, games. For, That's not a good look. For week 12, you, got, you picked Washington over Dallas. That didn't happen. I picked Jacksonville to win. That didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. We both picked Cincinnati to beat Cleveland. Hang on. Thanks. Hang on. The Bills actually helped me? Yeah, I know, right? What? Good work, guys. We both picked Pittsburgh to beat Denver. That didn't happen. Thanks. Yeah. And then, but the, but then, Why you did picked. We both picked Cincinnati. They, you, I'm not picking be, the Bengals anymore this yeah, year. Yeah, I'm not picking. Nope. They started, Thanks, you, Jackson. They started four and one, and I had them as a division favorite. And, and then you, yeah. Wow. I know, right? Wow. And then you picked the Niners to beat Tampa, and that didn't happen. I wanted to believe. I know. Wanted to believe in Nick Mullins. So well, this week. Well, what I, happened was like they were dead before arrival because what happens? Oh, you know their linebacker only gets arrested. Yeah, at know. the team hotel, and then and then the next thing you know, you have no Morris, you have no Goodwin, you have no Garcon. What the hell is Nick Mullins throwing to other than George Kittle? Exactly. So the our updated pickums total total record as of week eleven. So this doesn't include week 12's games. So who's winning and by how much? So far, heading into week 12, I've won seven weeks. You've won four. And I'm going to win my eighth one. Can we just not do this? But the record is closer than you think. Can we just not do this? The like, record's anymore? closer than... Your, re- your total record is 89 and 72. That's not good. It's not bad, though. Against a spread, that's not bad. Meanwhile, we're not picking against the spread. My total record is 98 and 64. You said that was close. It's my nine. All it takes is like two Frank, weeks for you to catch up. Frank, nine's a lot. I know. Nine is it a is, lot. Ni- with, with, you were making it, but you were making it sound like it was with farther five, apart. With five weeks left, nine is a, nine's the Grand Canyon. If this was three or four, I'm in striking distance. Nine, now, I'm not catching well, you. Well, now it's about to be ten. Because <laughs> now you got to add in week 12. See? I'm not getting anywhere here. <laughs> it's not happening. Nine. Oh, it's closer than you think. Well, you were making it sound like No, it like sounds exactly worse. like someone who's won eight of the freaking 12 weeks. Okay. By the way, week 11, we both sucked. Oh, I know. Remember how I said last week we, I didn't feel like doing this anymore? 
there was a reason for that because I still don't feel like doing this anymore. Week eleven, I'm becoming you went, Howard picking the Bills. In week eleven, you went six and seven, and, yeah, and won. I won five and eight. <laughs> and yeah, you know, and you know what that week gave me? I caught up one game on you. To which I then lost it this week <laughs> by one game, so I gave it back. Let's do it. Let's do pickups for uh, week thirteen. Fine. Becoming Howard when he doesn't want to pick the Bills, I fully understand now. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. I look like an idiot. Thursday nighters, Saints. I don't mind looking like an idiot. I just hate being this wrong this often. The Thursday nighters, Saints, Cowboys. Uh, do Gee, I need I to wonder. deliberate? No. I'll just be happy to see the Cowboys I'll just, lose again. I'll just say the team you're picking. No. Ah, good work. I just, I'm just happy I'm going to see the Cowboys lose again. All right. They're a fraud just like everyone else in the NFC East. Yeah. What a fake but, division that is. Yeah, weird. Considering the defending champs are there. The defending champs are a game back of two teams, one that never beat anyone and no longer has their quarterback, and another team that still hasn't beaten anyone. Oh, I can't say that. They've actually beaten Carolina. But still is not that good. And they're going to win the division by default, and I'm going to hate it because then we're just going to see constant shots of Jerry Jones. Can you tell that I hate the Cowboys? I can't wait, I can't wait for them to lose in the wild card round. Ay, ay, ay. Ravens, Falcons. Um. Oh, that comes with a catch. If Lamar Jackson starts, I'm picking the Ravens. If Lamar Jackson doesn't start, I'm picking the Falcons. Joe Flacco's terrible. And John Harbaugh, I am not going to ever give this man the benefit of the doubt. I still think that that man could put Joe Flacco in and not blink an eye. He's an idiot. So you want to wait on that pretty much and see who starts? No, I'm just calling it right now. If Lamar Jackson starts, I'm picking Baltimore. Right, but... It's not holding off. I'm saying... Right, but I mean, like, you... Like, we don't know who's starting. I right. feel like I should have the right to change this pick. It's just that I'm already giving you the stipulations. Okay. All right, fine. Like, I'm set, I'm going I'm set to put, my ways. I'm going to put Baltimore right now. Just type in just Lamar to, for my pick. Sure. I'm going with Lamar. And if Lamar doesn't play, then I'm taking the fact that Lamar's not there. Okay. How's that? That's fine. So I'm going to assume Baltimore right now because yes. let's assume Lamar is starting. Let's assume Lamar Jackson is starting, which he should at this which point. Which he should. He was good. He was good these last two games. Yeah. Okay. He took a terrible local in defense and said, yeah, you are terrible. Yep. Which is exactly what you need to do. But LOL. So speaking of Cincinnati, they play Denver. 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 They're hot, and Cincinnati's not winning another game this year because they have Hugh Jackson. <laughs> real well, this, note, this is gonna be a sad game. Real note: AJ Green's not made progress, and if AJ Green plays, Cincinnati can win this game. It's just that I don't think he's healthy, and I don't think he's going to rush himself back. Dalton in. also got banged up too. Oh, that's right. Jeff Driscoll finished that game, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. In addition to having Hugh Jackson, they don't have their best players. Next game. Rams Lions. You're not announcing your picks and you I also it. said Denver. Okay. I also said Denver. What about Ravens Falcons? Are you picking the Ravens? I said Baltimore. Okay. I'm not then I'm not hearing you. You're not listening. This is that Or you're that, saying it very slowly or quietly or quickly and it just I just said slowly and quickly in the same sentence. Yeah. 
Let's just move on to the next game. Yeah. Rams Lions. Do we need Do we to need No. Okay. Are the Rams going to go 15 and 1? Probably. What about the Saints? Yes. Like do you think this who is which team has a better chance of doing it? New Orleans. Okay. New Orleans is getting the 1 seed at 15 and 1. The Rams are getting the 2 seed at 15 and 1. Okay. Losing by 10 points to New Orleans is enough for me. Yeah. To not I don't know. I feel, I feel like one of them is going to lose another game. But, but who? I would. Yeah. It's, I know. Thank you. They both might lose another game because week 17. Uh, no, no, no. They won't. They won't rest. The one seed is at. The but taking. if they're both at four. Yeah. Yeah, you that's true. You can't rest them. They're That's in a true. rare spot where they're going to have to go 15 and 1. Unless the I'm Rams, going to see I'm going Rams, to check their schedules the rest of the season. If Hang the on. Rams lose a game, then you could see it in week 17. Cuz then New Orleans can rest their players. So the Rams end the season with the Lions this week. Ew. Bears, Meh. Eagles, Cardinals, Niners. The Bears game will be interesting. That game will be interesting. That one will be interesting. But other than that, I'm reading the, the Rams winning at minimum four. Finish the season. Dallas this week. Ew. Tampa. Bye. <laughs> and then. Not so fast, but then, That's the team that somehow beat them. I know. But then. Carolina. Pittsburgh. Carolina. They haven't played Carolina this year. Yeah. Yes, but Carolina hasn't played to their potential. New Orleans is too complete. I'm not picking against them. How they lost to Ryan Fitzpatrick in week two will still be. No, wait. It was week one. It was week one. Will still be beyond me. Yeah, that's true. All right. Next game. Cardinals, Packers. Rodgers, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Arizona's too bad. It's just I feel so bad for this man. There are people in Green Bay calling for Aaron Rodgers to be gone. <clears throat> do you want to know what I want to do to those people? Kick him in the shins? No, I'm not going to tell you. Because then, if this were ever caught on a recording, I would be given charge for motive. There would be proof as to if I murdered someone in Green Bay for them not wanting Aaron Rodgers. As a Bills fan who has never had a player like Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay's 4-0-1 at home this year and 0-6 on the road. Rogue Rogers? Mm, Rogue no. McCarthy. QB wins is not a stat. That's what it is. McCarthy. It's cause it's it's all because of the head coach. We know that. Yeah. All right. I mean, don't get me wrong, an injured Aaron Rodgers has not helped. Yeah. That's if he true was healthy too, Aaron Rodgers, this w- this season would be so much different. Yeah. The man's still playing on one leg. All right. My knee. <laughs> Bears Giants. Woof. Woof. Sorry, Eli. I guess. You're Not really. You might die. Sorry, Saquon. Yes. Feel bad for him. Feel bad for OBJ. Yeah. Well, Pan- actually feel bad for Eli because he's going to get hit a lot. You could actually feel bad for the man. I guess. Because of the physical pain he's going to endure. Yeah. All right. We might get another meme face, though. Ooh. I can't wait for that. 
How many times is Khalil Mack going to hit him? Seven. That's it? I just said hit. <laughs> Not sack. Seven QB hits is a lot, even against a bad offensive line. Uh, I know. Well, that's Khalil Mack. My statement still stands. It's Eli Manning. All they have to do is put his hand on him. Oh, we're talking about hits. I just And that's where seven is not just a uh, stupid Can Khalil Mack have like four sacks in this game? Yes. Will he? Maybe. Okay. Maybe a fourth fumble? Recover for a touchdown? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, the second part maybe, but Eli's going to cough it up. All right, let's go to the next game. Panthers-Bucks. Speaking of Carolina. You need to get on track here, right? There's no better way to do it than with uh, whoever's starting at quarterback for Tampa giving you the football. Ryan Fitzpatrick throws a 400 yards. Is he starting again? I don't know. He might. Who knows? No, because Jameis won. They'll keep him in. Yeah, they will. I'm going Carolina. I am too. And if you don't win this game, you're not a playoff team. Oh, yeah. That's true. All right, Colt. Yeah, Colts. Jags. Indy. Indy. They can make the playoffs. They might make. They, honestly, they should. Andrew Luck has been barely pressured. That yeah, offensive their offensive line's, line's looking is great now. It was banged up to start the season. Andrew Luck has been barely touched by players. Yeah. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And they look like, and they have a running game now. Look, look what happens when you invest in an offensive line. Ryan Grigson, who is no longer there. Lol. You know what the funniest thing about Grigson? God, what an idiot of a GM that man was. Guess where he went after he got... He went to Cleveland, I know. Yeah. That's so funny. He goes to the Factory of Sadness. Speaking of the Factory of Sadness... Okay, solid transition. They play Houston. Houston. Easy. It's great that you kick Cincinnati's butt and you... It's hilarious. And you literally thank handed you for, Hugh Jackson an interception football. Thank you. Thank you for letting us laugh at Cincinnati some more and Hugh Jackson. Hang on, hang on. I do not laugh at Cincinnati. I laugh at Hugh Jackson. I can't laugh at Cincinnati. Do you feel, don't you feel like, though, that we should be laughing at Cincinnati, too? Because no. they look like they had such promise for this year. They really could have overtaken Pittsburgh. Frank, I will never laugh at Cincinnati. They gave us a gift. I know. The gift that will never keep I know. on giving. I know. It's a gift that everyone will remember forever. I know. So I can't laugh at Cincinnati. I can feel bad for Cincinnati. I can't laugh at them. I can laugh at Hugh Jackson. I can oh, laugh at Marvin Lewis. I will not laugh at Cincinnati. Fine. Jets-Titans. We really have to pick this game? It's a weird game. It's a bad game. Yeah. I feel like going, Tennessee will win it. Yeah, I'm going Tennessee. Because the Jets are probably going to go ahead and prepare for Marcus Mariota when Blaine Gabbert plays. <laughs> Watch that. That'll probably happen. All right. We have the Raiders losing to the over. Oh, no. <laughs> Should we make this pick a little more interesting, Frank? Um... Do a conditional pick them? Sure. What do you want to do? Chiefs over under 45 points. Ooh. Ooh. 
I against the Raiders. I know. We know the Raiders are going to lose. But what does Kansas City score? Exactly. What do you want to take? I'm going to take the under. I think 42 is enough. Okay. See, I would do it too, but I'll take the over on that. Just so we have some disagreements. Just have some oppo pick there? Yes. All right. So I'm going to write that. I'm going to just type <laughs> that in real quick. I'm going to go plus. 40. You said 45? Yes. Okay. I mean, easily attainable for the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. They put up a 50-burger and lost. <laughs> they did. Yeah, what a great game that was. Monday night. It was a weird game. It was, but it was still a it great game. It could be game. seen as great. It was still a great game. It was back and forth. That's for dang sure. Yeah. But maybe there's something about bad defenses that, like, can one of them really win the Super Bowl? Becomes my question. As of right now, the line is... uh. 15. I feel like it's that's awfully generous. Not generous enough. <laughs> it's awfully mean. <laughs> All right. This is going to be an interesting one. Vikings Patriots. Patriots. I'm going to go Minnesota. You do that. Go ahead. I know. It's Minnesota's very inconsistent. I know. But they seem like they're Thank due you. For... Let me try to chip away at your 10-game lead. <laughs> they feel I feel like they're they're due for something for a little run at the end to try to keep themselves in contention with Chicago. Is this game in primetime? Uh no, 425. Okay. I was going to say if you pick Minnesota then you really made a mistake. <laughs> All right. Cuz somehow Kirk Cousins can't win in primetime. Yeah. Don't know why. Don't know why. Just can't. Niners, Seahawks. Seattle. Yeah. Now we get to the prime time. Oh, boy. Chargers, Steelers. Which one of these teams chokes it harder? I'm going to go with uh, Pittsburgh winning this one. I'm going Chargers. Really? A team that couldn't be De- – well, wait. Both of them couldn't be Denver. Yeah. They both lost. Austin Eckler is going to go off this game. It's the Chargers. Is this game in Pittsburgh? Yes. Oh, it's definitely going to be Pittsburgh's game. Austin Eckler's going to go off. Nope. You see, yes, there's no such thing as a true home game for the Chargers, <laughs> but at least Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have to stay out west. That's true. One team is heading in from west. And Pittsburgh is better than the Chargers. Let's go to Monday Nighter. Okay. Redskins, Eagles. Speaking of the... Man, you want to talk about a buzzkill. I know. Pretty decent slate of games this week, and then you end it with this? Thanks, NFL. One of them doesn't have a backup quarterback in. I'm going with that team. Yeah. Yeah. But then again... Subject to uh, being wrong because the Eagles have just disappointed all throughout. They had to hold on to beat the Giants. It took a late field goal. I know. What is with Philly this year? They are battered in the secondary. That is true. They lost another defensive back in that game too. Yeah. Like they've lost like I think their top – they lost their top three cornerbacks. Yeah. And I think their top safety. 
one of them. Still doesn't excuse the uh, lack of usage of Golden Tate upon acquisition. That's true. Yeah. All right. Do you want to pick the Bills game? I mean, they face Miami. They do. So this isn't like a dreadful pick. I'm going Bills. I am also going Bills. They're going to lose. Because they're both going Bills. You know what? I need to catch up with you. I'm going Miami. All right, fine. <laughs> I don't like it. You do that. Nope, I can't pick the Dolphins. Give me the Bills. All right, fine. I can't do it. I can't find myself to do it. Okay. Miami's a pretender. They're a joke. They're not real. They are a joke. And and when they lose to the Bills, they will be once again shown as the frauds that they really are. Yep. So that's Pickums. Yay. Yay. Thanks. We're almost done with them. We're almost done. No, we're not. Because you know this stupid tradition is going to go ahead and be carried into the playoffs. You know that, right? Okay, but that's playoffs, though. Everyone does playoff predictions. I know, but it's still picking the games. So we're not even nearly out of this hell. <laughs> but you know what I am going to try to say? What's that? Do the Sabres make it to 10? We haven't talked Maybe. nearly enough about the Sabres here. I know. Well, we were talking we about the Bills game. football heavy. Yeah. God, they might. They play San Jose tomorrow. San Jose in Buffalo is always a good thing for Buffalo. Yes. The only problem is that San Jose has... Eric Carlson. And... Brad Burns. And... Logan Couture. And... Joe Thornton. And... Joe Pavelski. And... Thomas Hurdle. And... Martin Jones. And... More players. You forget about the one that they just signed to a contract that I know Evander Kane. I know Evander Kane. Why didn't Kane. you throw that one in there? Because <laughs> of your reaction. It was fantastic. By the way, did you see what happened with them in Vegas? Uh, when was this? This was uh, over the weekend. It was... They got their butts kicked. And the next thing you know, two people were ejected of that in that game. Thrown out. Mm-hmm. Evander Kane and Sharks head coach Peter DeBoer. Oh, yes. I did hear about this. Some happy Thanksgiving tidings, I guess. <laughs> sure. Some choice words, I guess we'll call it. We'll go with that. But, yeah, no, like, Sharks are looking kind of uh, shaky all of a sudden. It's not even just San Jose. That whole Pacific Division. It's just weird this year mm-hmm. so far because Calgary leads the division with 29 points. Vancouver was leading the division, and they are like the second worst in goals against. Yeah. And well, then they've fallen off. They're 271 in their last 10 games. Mm-hmm. Calgary right now has 29 points. They lead the division. San Jose's one point behind them at 28. Vegas has 25 points. They're pretty much a 500 right now. They're third. Vegas is clawed back, though. Yeah. Well, it helps with Vancouver falling off, and Anaheim's still there because Anaheim's also at 500. Anaheim still also gives up They're, all of the shots. They do, yeah. And then you have Edmonton there. <laughs> they now have Ken Hitchcock as their head coach. Uh, Edmonton. Arizona is still trash. There. Yeah. They just made a, actually an interesting trade. Yesterday, yeah, and before and then L.A. is the uh, more trash is 
the trash of the Pacific. They're, they're the worst team in the league. And they had Cole Chuck on the fourth line. Yeah, they're Bortles right now. Yeah. But yeah, so I meant so Arizona had that I think it's I can think I laugh at Edmonton real quick. Sure. You have Connor McDavid. What the hell are you guys doing? You're wasting Connor McDavid. Like Peter Shirelli, I don't know how you want to stand the cup in Boston because it's clear that you should not have. Two words. Tim Thomas. I mean, those are names, not necessarily more so than words. But, but they are two words. They are they are also a name of a player yes. that was a little cuckoo in the head. But a good goaltender. Pretty solid for a guy who started his career in the NHL rather later than most goaltenders do. He was the only reason they won. Probably, you're right. Um, he won the Consumite that year. I think he also won Vezina, too. And then he was like, hey, I'm, you know what we should do as the master stroke after that? We're going to trade Tyler Sagan. Yep. Genius. We need to shed, shed salary. Let's trade Johnny Boychuk. Peter Shirelli is not a smart man. Let's, yeah. Hey, we have Taylor Hall. Let's not have him. Let's trade him for Adam Larson. Let's just not have him. And let's make it a one-for-one. One. Also, thanks, Tim Murray, because when you were asked about that for Rasmus Ristolainen, you said no. Yeah. Granted, we didn't have Rasmus Dahlien at the time. Yeah, that's true. So Rasmus Ristolainen was kind of all we had. It's like, why well, we kind of need him? Hey. I, I know he's not like a true number one defender. Hey, Peter Shirley, what are you going to do next after training Taylor Hall? I'm going to sign Milan Lucic. To an eight-year or seven-year contract. With a no-trade clause. With a no-trade clause. I'm going to re-sign Kurt Russell to a four-year contract with a no-trade clause. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. That I'm going to re-sign Leon Dreisaitl to an $8.5 million contract. Per year. Mother of God. Dreisaitl I'm going to break five. the NHL. Dreisaitl got 8.5. And you wonder why Neil, William Nylander is still holding out. It's because of idiot Shirelli. Yes. He broke the league. He broke the NHL. Shirelli is, and he's and worse, he's breaking Connor McDavid. So, Arizona didn't I, deserve this. Arizona didn't deserve this, and this is how we transition. Like, Arizona was second last. The Sabres out-tanked them. Yeah. And it took game 81 to seal it. Yep. And a game where fans cheered for the wrong team in that arena. To be fair, though, at least with that, Shirelli wasn't around for that with Edmonton because he was. He no, I was, know. But what I'm saying though is, Arizona doesn't deserve this because of the fact that they're looking at one of the greatest players in the NHL just being buried, buried in Edmonton with stupidity from the old boys' club. Do you think Arizona continues to be as mind-numbingly stupid if they have Connor McDavid? No. They stopped taking dead contracts. They actually try to win games now. Yeah. Arizona's just kind of sticking around doing the same stupid thing now because reasons? I don't know. And they're still collaborating John, with John, Chicago of all teams. John Chica, yeah, he really he was looked at as a bright mind in the NHL, but like he really They probably hasn't. didn't go that direction if McDavid's there. Probably. We don't know. Yeah, maybe. But Chica is a guy that, you know, he's trying to right now. Just I just think he's doing contracts. what he's he's doing what he can. He's, he's doing, doing what he can. He's dealing with the cards he's dealt with. I know, but it's not even just Chica at this point. Who's their head coach? Dave Tippett. Okay, can you tell Wait. me why the hell Dave Tippett could? No, there you go. 
It's not Tippett. He's he's not there anymore. You've got it's Peter? Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett. Okay. He was. How long has Tockett been there? This is his second year. Okay. Yeah, because he he was he came on same year as Housley. Tell me, why the hell Tockett couldn't get anything out of Rick? I mean, out of Max Domi. The man barely scored against goaltenders last year. Yeah. He is ripping it for Montreal. Yeah. Yes, you got Alex Galchenyuk, a player that I still really like. He also hasn't played. But he's been injured, yeah. yeah. But again, I still yeah, really no. like Alex Galchenyuk. But Max Domi? Went back also to, a very good player. Went back to what he was showing the promise of in his rookie season. Yeah. As a gunner. Yep. And what's he doing in Montreal? Scoring goals. Gunning. Yeah. Like, somehow the Canadian... Mark Bergevin looks smart now. I cannot forgive... I, think it, I don't think it's more on Ber, on Bergevin. I think that's No, I'm more, saying he looks smart now because of this. Okay. Sure. I can... Yeah. And that but is I think, something I, think I will Domi, never... I, I, think can't, Do- I can't really forgive the Coyotes for making Bergevin I think, look I think smart. For Dome, I think for Domi and how he's playing well, I think it helps that he's with a coach like Claude Julien. Yes. Because... Like, it's just... Yes, yeah, some like Max Domi may be one of the key. But as of right of, now, yeah. But as of right now, yeah. Bergevin won the trade. Bergevin won that trade right now. Yeah, and I think he just point blank period did because they weren't going to keep Galchenyuk. Mm-hmm. And whatever they're getting out of Max Domi right now, it's just been fantastic. The dude was on an eleven game point streak before he came back to Buffalo. I know. To which then, yeah, the Sabers ruined that streak. What's up, bro? <laughs> but yeah, and and now you trade the number three overall pick that you had in. The tank draft, where you should have took Mitch Marner, by the way. That's their own fault, though. They Or Noah Hannafin. Yeah. Uh, they should have taken Marner. Marner was the right choice. But, again, you instead take the guy who, read, who rode shotgun. To Connor McDavid. To Connor McDavid. It's the Jonathan Drouin thing all I, over again. The thing, the funny... Nathan McKinnon and so, Jonathan Drouin are amazing. McKinnon goes first overall. Okay, Drew has got to be just as good, right? He really, but he was. He really, he is though. The, the, the difference yeah. between with Drew Ann, though is he really has he he's shown it in Tampa before That's even true. before he got traded. Because when Stamkos nothing when Stamkos got hurt back in 2016, Drew Ann was the face essentially. He was one of the primary guys when they because they still went to the conference finals that year. Like if and Drewen was great in the playoffs. Like if not but, for Sam Reinhardt, by the way, if not for Samson, the Reinharts could be in there as one of the biggest family hockey frauds. Sure. But right now the Stroms just run away with this thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Ryan Strom's on his third team already. Back in New York, by the way, mm-hmm. just on a different New York team. Yep. And Dylan Strom, the number three overall pick, has been constantly in the minors and been traded already. What did what did Buffalo and Edmonton get with that? Well, we've got we got some nice eight year contracts with uh, Jack Eichel and Connor, Connor McDavid, McDavid, and you know, for, well, one of us has a first place team in the NHL. One of us has made a playoff appearance since then. Um, the one funny of, thing one is, one of us has the Art Ross winner and perennial MVP Hart candidate as a Hart winner, and one of us has a very promising player that's ready to blow up for a 95-point pace. And what does Arizona get? Crap. The funny thing is with Dylan Strom. When he's in the AHL, he's fantastic. He's super good. I'm sorry. 
but you don't get taken number three overall to dominate the AFL. I know, I know, but that's the funny thing is he goes from pretty much the OHL to the AHL, and he looks great. But then he comes up to the NHL, and none of it translates. And that's what's puzzling me about him. Frank, I want you to do me a Google search real quick. Is there another Strom coming up in the OHL? There might be. I think there is. Find out so I can go to Jason Bottrell personally saying, don't take this kid, whatever you do. Well, remember, it's OHL, so Bottrell's already going to stay away. Ha-ha. But yeah, Arizona is just showing you... Look, I'm sick of the tank argument. So right? we're we're doing well. We don't need to be infighting about it anymore. But this trade kind of reminds you what the hell Buffalo was doing in the so, first place. There is a third Strom. Stay away from him. His name is Matthew Strom. However, you can't take him. He's already under property of Philly. Well, Philly wasted a pick. He was fourth round, 2017. Okay, so maybe not a wasted pick, but. He is a left winger right now playing for the Hamilton Bulldogs. All right. So, look, I don't want to talk about the tank anymore. We're, we're first in the NHL. We're done. With we, don't that. Need to, we don't need to bring this fight up anymore. Yeah. Because you know who doesn't do that anymore? Toronto. Yeah. So put it away. We're, we're awesome now. Just let it go. Everyone's back to being happy. If you weren't for the tank, okay. That's fine. What happened, happened. What happened is over. It's in the past. It's done. For those that were in the tank, we just, yeah, let's just move on and let's. Just do what you did at the Arizona game. Pump your fist. You know, high five the guy next to you and just tuck it away. Yeah. But there are still fans that will still bring it up as obnoxiously. And that's, look. This trade reminds you of that. And I understand. Dylan Strom has truly become the, well, this is what happens when you didn't finish last in the league. If the Sabres didn't do that, that's their fate. That's also, Maybe. They might have taken Marner, but still, I, that's their yeah. alternate fate, is that they don't get Jack Eckler or Connor McDavid, yeah. which was the point of all of it. Mm-hmm. But that said, we don't need to alienate this fan base anymore. It was fractured beyond repair. Yeah. This team winning is the glue. Mm-hmm. Sniff the glue. Wait, I mean, <laughs> come together. <laughs> I'm done. I can't. I can't anymore. And the worst part is I knew I meant to do that. <laughs> I know you did. No, I'm sticking with it. Sniff the glue. Okay. Sniff the glue. All right. You know how it's like drink the Kool-Aid? No, sniff the glue. <laughs> the winning is bringing the, the winning is like, but really though, the uh. winning is bringing this fan base back together. We don't need to do anything anymore to piss each other off. Oh God. Can we just yeah. not? I'm not, by the way, I'm not advocating for actually sniffing glue. <laughs> uh. But again, that, the real point here is, can we just freaking enjoy this yeah can we just not do this fighting thing anymore that'd be great it's over it's done the sabers are first in the nhl are they still first in the nhl no they're third tampa nashville won last night doesn't matter they were first in the nhl okay but like they were they were first in the nhl they're second in the division they're third in the nhl like 
They're, they're on top, a nine-game winning streak. Like They are currently in the uh, top five of the entire league. Yeah. Can we not fight anymore? Jack Eichel is tied for ninth in scoring. In silently. Points. Very silently. Like He is very quietly in there. It's because the he's not. Ten. Yeah, it's because he's not scoring goals. He's just racking up assists. And again, it's not from a lack of trying. The man is shooting the puck. Was there a play in the uh, in the last game where he absolutely should have just done something with it? Yes, sure, it happens. Linus but... Olmark though bailed him out on a breakaway. Yeah, but yeah, Jack Eichel. Jeff Skinner was... is second in goals right now. Yeah, thanks, Patrick Line. That was against St. Louis too, so you know. Hang on, like really though, like. Jeff Skinner claimed it in the first period. He lost it by the second. Yep. Because St. Louis doesn't know how to stop a puck. Yep. And I went back and watched. Yes, Patrick Laine's shot is special. He didn't really have to rifle anything. He was just wide open and it was just more or less shovel it in there. There were a couple shots that were like his elite shot. But oh my God. when you score so five good. goals, they're He's not so all good. going to look pretty. He's so good. Yeah, you want to know what else is not fun? Facing him in a fantasy hockey league. Yeah. I picked that week to have to face Patrick Laine, apparently. I know. I saw. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't. But again, like you said, Jeff Skinner's second in the league in scoring. Granted, second it was David Pasternak in front of him, I but now all of a sudden it's Patrick Laine, who I was before the night hanging out at 14 goals. I know, right? Jerk. We had to take that spot. Eichel's tied for ninth right now with Claude Giroux in points. Like he's got twenty eight points in twenty four games right now. The league leader is Miko Ranson at thirty eight. Yeah. And I would imagine Nathan Max in the top five. He's second. Thirty five. Right. Perfect. And then McDavid's third at thirty three. The only difference is that McDavid does it all by himself, <laughs> whereas Rantanen and McKinnon, McKinnon are, have each other. Yeah. Just They're like buds. Michael and Skinner have each other. They're buds. They're buds. But again, Colorado's got an elite duo. Yeah. Guess what Buffalo has? An elite duo. They got Michael Skinner. Yeah. It's cool. Let's just enjoy it. Let's just enjoy it. There's no, let's let's put our, let's put down our swords. You know how like last year the slogan was like sharpen your swords? No, let's dull them and uh let's enjoy this. No. Let's let let's sharpen the swords and stab the entire NHL. Yeah, let's just stop picking at each other let's stop picking at each other and start picking at everyone else Look, be the glue that helps the fan base fix itself but again it's it's been awesome to watch and i am excited for this next stretch of games you've got san jose you've got nashville's in this next stretch toronto is around the tampa's corner. on thursday tampa's on thursday there's a lot going on here for this team that is going to be hey can we see what this team can do can they prove themselves once again remember when remember when we looked at this Initial stretch of six games in nine days, and we thought, okay, no, because Winnipeg, I was Minnesota looking at, is going to be a challenge, and Pittsburgh's still Pittsburgh. And what did the Sabers keep doing? Finding the, ways no, because the win. funny thing was, I wasn't just looking at the next six games; I was looking at the next thirteen games, the next month, because they were playing Tampa twice, Philly twice, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Winnipeg. They were playing Detroit, playing San Jose, Montreal. Is all them Toronto, Nashville too. I don't think Philly is much of a challenge anymore. Yeah, but even still, but even still, you know, you know, it's you never know. But I was looking at that. I was pretty much looking from after the Vancouver game up until the Kings game, which is on December 11th. 
that next 13 games. And the Sabres have won seven. In a row. In a row. Of them. Of those 13. They've already won half was, of them. They've already won half of them. More than half. I remember we were talking about this stretch. Because you, you asked me. How many? Because you asked That's me. That's right. I remember this. Yeah. You asked me how many wins and then you say they're for real. And I said, if they could be over half, if they could be over half in the next 13 games, <laughs> so seven, I think they're for real. They've already cleared that check mark. Yeah. Without playing game number eight. Yeah. Let's be real about something. They're going to lose a couple of games. They're going to regress it's a good. little the, bit. The streak is going to end at some point. They're going to go on a string where they lose some games. But can you continue to play over 500 hockey? They have to, if they want to secure themselves as a playoff contender this year, they have to play, yeah, they have to play better than 500 the rest of the year. I know, like, we've been listening Sal to, I, like... Sal and I did the math, actually, li- on Sports Talk you, Saturday. Yeah, you guys are doing that. I know Howard and Jeremy were doing it, too, and they're saying... Whenever the streak ends, if they play 500 hockey the rest of the year, they're in. I'm thinking, you're right, but you got. But if they want to secure themselves, they got to be better than 500. When Sal said that, I said no, because we ended up at 94 points. And I said, no, that is not good enough. With the way that the playoffs are aligned, we actually have to pay attention now. Yeah. Like we could, like we made fun of the playoff format before. Now we really have to be weary of it. I know that we don't really like the playoff format, but you know what? We got to live in it. I know. And but what I'm saying is you have on. to be weary of it now. Yeah. Like you have to actually pay attention and say, okay, this is who they're going to be facing. Can they handle it for seven games? If it's Tampa, I'm not liking my chances. If it's Serrano, I like those chances more. Is it Boston? They tend to kick our ass. Now you really have to pay attention. Yeah. And playing 500 hockey means you're facing Tampa. That's not good enough for me. I want. I want more. I want to be. First. I want more than five games in the playoffs. How's that? Can we get that? I want better than five hundred hockey. Just because I don't want to be Columbus. Yeah, first round exit. But remember, a couple of years ago, Columbus had that sixteen game winning streak. That's right. They that played. Was, that was to end the season, wasn't it? No, it was in the middle of the year. Oh, it was around, kind of around this time actually. Um, but. They were average. They were average the rest of the season. They were they played about 500 hockey the rest of the year. Guess what that brought them? First round exit to Pittsburgh. Strong team, like to Pittsburgh. I also remember too. Minnesota had a uh, long win streak as well. They got broken up by Columbus during their win streak. Also, I want to look real quick though. I want to say something about this. Like, yeah, you're doing the numbers saying, oh, they just have to play 500 hockey. Why are we cheering for that? Yeah. Let's get up there. Minnesota had a 12-game win streak How the hell a couple years ago. That, that got like, broken up damn. by Columbus in their 16-game winning streak. Like, the thing about that, like, winning 16 games in a row, like, we have to basically double all of this. Just keep winning somehow. I don't know. Just I don't know how. But, again, a good team will find ways to keep winning. Yeah. And I'm trying to really think that the Sabres are that. Can they keep going is the question. Mm-hmm. Can you stay at a better pace? Because this win streak has put you in a very favorable position for the rest of the year. Take advantage of it. Go get it. Let's do something about it. Stay up there. 
because I'd rather want to try to play a Toronto or a Montreal before I'd want to see the likes of Tampa Bay. Yeah. Hell, you let's know try, what? Let's try to work in so, wild card one real quick. so that we can uh, play the winner of the Metro. Real quick. <laughs> Columbus, when their win streak ended, they were at 27-5-4 when their streak ended. 16-game win streak ended. 27-5-4. They finished the season 23-19-4. So right around 500 hockey. I don't want to be that. I want to be, be better. Let's be better. They're going to stumble. But let's see how the but when when the stumbling happens, let's not overreact and think the team's going downhill. Let's see can they recover? And how do you can, bounce back? Because yeah, here, here's a funny thing: they haven't lost in a while. How's that going to feel? Exactly. Exactly. Have you been winning so much that you just want to keep doing it? And when you lose, you want to get back to that good feeling? Yeah. Is it going to be like a dejection that hits so hard that you lose three or four in a row and the it way, affects you? And the way the locker room feels right now for this team, even if they lose, they'll be like, we'll, we'll just win the next game. The thing is, is that this team knows. I, yeah. This team knows all they have to do is play another shift. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. all it takes. It's not even just that's all it takes. They know they're good enough. Yeah. It's not just that there's been an upgrade in talent in this roster. It's that they know that they have the upgrade in talent in this roster. Mm-hmm. They know they have Eichel and Skinner that can score at any one shift. They know that for some reason the fourth line with Gergensons and Larson, who everyone wanted to fire into the sun, and I'm not excluding myself from that. Same. Have been solid. Have been not just solid, a Corsi nightmare amongst fourth liners. And really good on I the mean, I mean, kill. the good one, actually. Like yeah, a yeah. terror. Yeah. The second and third line have been chipping in more regularly. Tage Thompson says he's been put on the left wing. Oh, streets of Tage. Let's go. Yeah, and there's some people that don't get that reference. That is a Sega Hmm. Genesis game, and it was one of my favorites growing up, and I will always say streets of Tage over Tage against the machine. (laughs) By the way, Buffalo right now, fifth in penalty kill, largely due to Larson Gergensen's. Larson, Gergensen's, and some steady goaltending. And I like their strategy on that. And we're, we're this is a long pod, so we're going to end it. Yeah. Because I can't talk and rave about the penalty kill right now. Because I love their strategy. Thank you for listening to this long episode of the Leftovers Podcast. I'm Derek Kramer. I'm Frank R. Curry. And do not buy into what I was saying about sniffing the glue. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, let's come together as a fan base. This is awesome. Enjoy it. Do what yeah. you can. Let's come together as fans. Let's put the tank away. We don't need to bring it up anymore. Let's come back together. And let's bring some noise in this joint. Thanks for listening to Leftovers Podcast here on WGR550.com and on the radio.com app. Sabres in some interesting stretch. And a Buffalo professional sports team has not lost in 24 days. Yeah, that's real. Derek Kramer. Frank Curry. Later.